everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today we are talking about Proverbs chapters 22 to 24. And honestly, we, as we were reading, this could have gone many different directions as there are many things that are covered in these chapters as far as like just wisdom according to Proverbs for many different things. But we noticed a couple common threads of some verses that were in these chapters, specifically in uh, chapter 22 and 23, about raising children or discipling children. I think we can kind of speak into this maybe just a little bit as we are (laughs) kind of in the thick of (laughs) very young ages. And will continue to be for several Uh years. The very young ages of our children, we have... uh, Four kids between the ages of seven and nine months. So (laughs) I feel like we are constantly in this state of mind. Uh, But I think it can apply beyond uh, raising children. But our verses specifically come 22 verses 6 and 22 verses... Is it just 15? Yeah, 15. And then also Proverbs 23 verses 13 and 14. And the very first one is train up a child in the way he should go... And even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And then the other verses are basically talking about just like disciplining your children and making sure that they know the way that they should go. Essentially kind of wrapping up that that first verse. Train up a child in the way you should go was painted on the hallway of our church basement where all the kids' classes met. Mm-hmm. And there was like a little train in the front. Oh, clever. And I, I remember reading it and being like super offended as a little kid. Being like, well, that's basically saying you're supposed to tell me what to do all the time. <laughs> I remember talking to my dad about that and he was just like, well... I think yeah. that's what the Bible says. So. <laughs> oh, man. But I remember Actually, seeing that little train and being offended every every day. Uh-huh. Our, our son's school that he went to, that's like the verse that I feel like we've heard so often. But I think there's a lot to be said about these verses. We were talking a little bit more about, like, obviously as parents, Brian and I, we want to do what the Lord yeah. says for us as parents. Um, and we see that day in, day out. Like, we want to train our children um, in the way of the Lord and, like, teaching them a Bible and teaching them how to pray um, and being examples of those things to them. But I think that also goes, like, beyond just children. So, like, we definitely, like, when we have conflicts with our children, like, we sit down, we talk to them about why it's wrong. I want to talk about children specifically. Yeah. I know you want to go into, like, discipleship as well. <clears throat> um, I am noticing recently... In myself, and it's like one of those deals where you start to see it. You see it everywhere. It's like we we bought a Honda Odyssey, and now it's like, oh my word, everybody in our neighborhood drives a Honda Odyssey. It's like, no, you just notice <laughs> you it just now. Notice it more. Um, it is so easy to outsource uh, the raising of your children. It is so easy hmm. and so tempting to believe that it is somebody else's responsibility to raise your kids for you. And I know, like, hearing me say that, you might be like, oh, come on. But I'm, I'm, I'm like saying that myself, like it, it's mm-hmm. so easy to assume that somebody else is handling that. And I think um, I, my headspace has been in this for a while recently. And I think that is wrong. Well, I think something even more specific is like assuming that people will teach your children exactly. about faith, about God. Exactly. So common, uh, common thoughts. I'm a youth pastor. So that that definitely comes my way um, often. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm, I'm thrilled to help out. Don't hear me saying I don't want to be part of that discipleship process. But there are times that I hear things. I'm like, no, that's that's actually up to you. You need to figure that out. Like you need mm-hmm. to parent your child. Um, so I just just a couple things that I notice. It's very common uh, that you would think school is going to handle that for you. Um, you have been a you've been a public school teacher before. You yeah. know that school is not handling public that and private. So like very interesting on both fronts. So you know, like as like there are fantastic teachers out there, and if you have fantastic teachers in your life, you should one hundred percent support them and encourage them. They are not raising your kids. They might be like trying to do some helpful things, mm-hmm. but they're not raising your kids because they're trying to look out for 30 of them. Or they are in ways that you don't realize. So like they're supplementing yes. you. Um, church. Fantastic. We have we have a children's program at our church. We have a youth program at our church. Um, all of those people involved in those programs are oftentimes thinking about how to disciple kids. We are going to do a terrible job compared to you as a parent. We're going to do an awful job compared to you as a parent every single time. Uh, one of the things that I think about a lot, so I, I've probably said this plenty of times, but I'm a youth pastor. If I spend a lot of time with a student, um, it might be maybe two hours a week. It might be three hours a week. If they go on a summer trip, it might be four days. It might be, you know, mm-hmm. it's not much time at all. In the grand scheme. And so, like, you've got to see this stuff as supplemental and not actual discipleship of your children, even though people that want to sell their programs will say that's what they're doing because <laughs> we love to make it sound like we're doing a great yeah. job. And sometimes we're more dishonest than we should be, I think, as yeah. churches. Um, so you, you've got to do this. you got to, you got to own it and you got to really go after it. And I think one of the, the best ways to do it um, is to make sure that you are very sharp yourself. Um, you've got to learn the Bible. You've got to surround yourself with with good doctrine, sound doctrine, um, good teachers, like like sharp teachers that aren't just telling you what you want to hear, but are actually telling you how to be more and more like Jesus. Um, and as you grow in your faith, you will help to have your children grow in their faith. Um, and you've got to actually do it. Like you've mm-hmm. got to make space for it. The other thing that I noticed recently that I'm seeing a lot is it's very tempting to jump into the latest parenting book or the latest parenting group online and go crazy about it. The latest Andy Stanley book. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and just go nuts about how helpful it is. They may be helpful. They might be really helpful supplemental things. None of that is going to replace you as a parent, um, reading your kids, the Bible, yeah, praying with your kids. Like if you think about it, like as you read such and such an author's book, you're like filled with their thoughts and ideas. Whereas, like, if you're actually reading the Bible, like, what is the best source to be filled with to, like, project onto your children? It's obviously the Word of God. So, like, having that – I mean, for instance, and now this is not tooting our own horn by any means, but because we do this podcast, I do not – like – Outside of this, I probably do not read this near as much as I need to. But because we're doing the podcast, it's like a daily – very, very daily basis that we are reading the Bible, and our sons are very aware of that. Yeah, they want to read to the, the Bible point more where because they, they are, are also. Yeah, um, so that is an interesting thing too, like that almost imitation of what they see. Like that is very, very common and very obvious. Um, I'll, I'll remove all horn tooting, which is a weird thing. <laughs> opportunities for us we came up with this concept of doing a podcast because we didn't read our bibles and we wanted something to keep us accountable (laughs) and so like our our primary goal of this thing is actually just for ourselves to be reading the bible so we're 
outside of mm-hmm. <laughs> running a daily podcast, we're not good at it. Yeah. Um, but in turn, it's actually really cool because it is also like in an in a strange kind of way, like training up our children, yeah. like the importance of reading the Bible and understanding it. Yeah. Those parenting books could be helpful. Those folks at your church could be helpful. Those teachers at the school could be helpful. They are not going to disciple and lead your kids. They're just not. And the same way that you will, they're not going to, um, mm-hmm. and you have so much more time with your kids and you've got to prioritize that more than now, more than ever. Um, because it used to be that culture would like accidentally teach your kids some good values. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Your kids are going to get what you give them. And it has to be you as you follow God, um, leading your children. And part of it, like Proverbs says, is actual discipline. Yeah. Uh, another crazy thing that's out there right now is that you like let your kids kind of figure out their way in the world. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know as a youth pastor, a thing that I see often is people kind of take this weird hands-off approach uh, when it comes to involvement in church um, and when it comes to involvement with like technology and cell phones. Like making their own decisions. And it's nuts. They, it's yeah. nuts to assume that your teenager or your young child is going to know how to handle like unrestricted access to the internet where they could see literally anything at any Mm -hmm. given time. Um, That's what happens as soon as you hand them a cell phone. So like, honestly, I guess I'm being more direct than I usually am, but like, Put that off as long as you possibly well, I mean, can. You literally work with these kids. Yeah, like, I see it all the time. Day like, out. put that off <laughs> as long as you possibly can because yeah. I have not seen it be helpful. Once. Not once. Mm-hmm. Um, also, with like encouraging your kids to be part of Christian community, they are not going to choose what's good for themselves. <laughs> I've seen that happen many times. Sports. And one of my favorite one of my favorite things to um, when I when I talk to parents, one of the things I like to highlight a lot is very common for me. So I oversee like a whole team, um, and we we do fifth to twelfth grade across a couple different ministry settings. But what something that's very common is in sixth or seventh grade. Uh, parents will say, yeah, you know, we're, we're really sorry that, that that they're not coming anymore. It's just so hard. Like their schedule's just so full and like they're, they're doing great. They're reading the Bible. They pray a lot on their own. And every time I hear that, I'm like, man, you're not making a good choice. Like mm-hmm. if you remove them from Christian community when they need it, that's not good. Um, and usually people swing back around junior, senior year. Like, hey, what can you do for our student? Because they are just so lost. And it's like, by the time they're a senior, your youth pastor cannot do much for you. Yeah. Um, because it's it's very hard to just like gin up relationship with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, I mean, imagine particularly going. Particularly a senior in high yeah, school. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, keeping your Who's kids plugged in. been told that it doesn't matter if they don't go to church or not. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess I can speak from like a lot of experience where, where I'm telling you, if you're a parent, like, don't do that. Don't let them just find their own way. They need you to lead them as you follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. That's what Paul says. Um, Hopefully that's what you can say to your children. And if you're not making time for that, please, please, please do that. Um, Because there's, there's not much more important things you can do. Mm -hmm. Well, then I guess we can kind of tie that in like pretty quick here. Cause I know that we like use a lot of our time for literally speaking about children. But I think earlier, as I was saying, there's the importance of training your children but also to be able to like if you don't if you don't have children or you're not like speaking into the lives of children or young people like find those opportunities too where you can almost either disciple someone else and just like be really upfront and honest with someone yeah um with like a mentorship or allow those people who are 
older seasoned Christians to also mentor and disciple you in the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily as a, oh, you're doing everything so wrong, but hey, like I want to help you because I've been through this and I understand this side of things or um, I guess like that kind of, I don't know, how would you say that? That discipleship mentor relationship. We're, we're designed to live in Christian community. That's right. what we're supposed to be doing. That's why Hebrews says, uh, don't give up meeting together, mm-hmm. uh, period. And part of that design, one, is that we are actually Christ's body in the world today. Like we need to be doing what Christ has called us to do and what he would be doing um, through us. The second part is we actually need those those redirections. Right. So if you if you spare the rod of discipline from a child, you will spoil him and you will. Um, well, I mean, Proverbs 23, 13 and 14 says when you strike him, he will not die. You'll save his soul from Sheol. Uh, that's what the church also does. And it, it, it's tough in this culture of like, oh, that's church hurt. No, it's not church hurt. You're just being disciplined. I mean, I, I recognize mm-hmm. sometimes people manipulate and they take advantage of those things. I've seen that happen myself. Um, but somebody calling you out on something isn't always church hurt. Sometimes it's actual discipleship. Somebody calling you to do better and to honor Christ mm-hmm. more because you're you're falling short in some places. So it is helpful to listen to those voices. And Proverbs supports that over and over and over again. It talks about wise counselors. Um, it talks about listening to people with a crown of gray hair. <laughs> um, <Ugh. laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's valuable to let people speak into your life for sure and value what they have to say. Mm-hmm. I think even coming from experience too, for that, like, I think sometimes it's easier said than done, but I have had moments in my life where I've had to hear some like tough things that I did not want to hear because it was so much easier to just do whatever I wanted to do and like go my way with whatever it was, Um, like specifically relationships. I had a lot of people speaking into my life about, not Ryan, but like (laughs) other relationships that were like, hey, like this is not good. You're like wasting your time. You're blowing off your friends. Like this is not good for you. Um, and I think there were good and bad parts of things in said relationship, but, um, ultimately those people were genuinely looking out for me and I just kind of like blew it off as if it was nothing. And you were a child. Yeah. And you needed direction and you needed Mm -hmm. correction and you needed to be led the right way. Mm -hmm. So that's great firsthand perspective of like, well, I don't need to listen to you, but you did. Right. And if those people would not have said something and would have allowed you to just find your way. You would have destroyed your life. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. is true of so many kids today. So do not believe culture's nonsense that these kids are figuring out how to make their way in this world. It's hard enough for adults to find their way in the world. Mm -hmm. And if you as a parent or you as somebody invested in younger people, that could be that could be 10 year olds. It could be 40 year olds. If you're not helping people make sense of the world from a Christian worldview, um, you're missing part of the task that Jesus has given you. Yeah. So. So maybe that's your part for today. I think there's plenty of your parts today. <laughs> if you're a parent, man, train up that kid in the way he or she should go. Uh, do not believe culture's nonsense. And you've got to know the word. You've got to know the whole word. You've got to know um, what God is doing in your life so that you can teach your kids and train them up. And it is a hands-on thing. Like your kids are not going to become Christians by accident. Mm -hmm. Um, There is an epidemic of 
young adult Christians just leaving faith in droves. And I think a huge part of it is people um, just kind of being loose with training mm-hmm, their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've got to, you've got to take the time to do it. And it's actually like how we build the kingdom. Like the primary ministry of families is to raise up God honoring kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully they in turn raise up God honoring kids. But if we're not passing on wisdom and knowledge, it's not going to happen. So that's the, your part. Find somebody to help out. <laughs> we'll be back again tomorrow. Tomorrow we're actually getting out of Proverbs and we'll be looking at First Kings. So we'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Proverbs chapter 22. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches and favor is better than silver or gold. The rich and the poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. The prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. Thorns and snares are in the way of the crooked. Whoever guards his soul will keep far from them. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. The rich rules over the poor. And the borrower is the slave to the lender. Whoever sows injustice will reap calamity, and the rod of his fury will fail. Whoever has a bountiful eye will be blessed, for he shares his bread with the poor. Drive out a scoffer, and strife will go out, and quarreling and abuse will cease. He who loves purity of heart, and whose speech is gracious, will have the king as his friend. The eyes of the Lord keep watch over knowledge but he overthrows the words of the traitor. The sluggard says, There is a lion outside. I shall be killed in the streets. The mouth of forbidden women is a deep pit. He with whom the Lord is angry will fall into it. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. Whoever oppresses the poor to increase his own wealth or gives to the rich will only come to poverty. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge, for it will be pleasant if you keep them within you, if all of them are ready on your lips, that your trust may be in the Lord. I have made them known to you today, even to you. Have I not written for you 30 sayings of counsel and knowledge to make you know what is right and true, that you may give a true answer to those who sent you? Do not rob the poor, because he is poor, or crush the afflicted at the gate. For the Lord will plead their cause and rob the life of those who rob them. Make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. Do not be one of those who give pledges, who put up security for debts. If you have nothing with which to pay, Why should your bed be taken from under you? Do not move the ancient landmark that your fathers have set. Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Proverbs 23. 
When you sit down to eat with a ruler, observe carefully what is before you, and put a knife to your throat if you are given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, for they are a deceptive food. Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. When your eyes light on it, it is gone, for suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle toward heaven. Do not eat the bread of a man who is stingy. Do not desire his delicacies, for he is like one who is inwardly calculating. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. You will vomit up the morsels that you have eaten, and waste your pleasant words. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the good and sense of your words. Do not move an ancient landmark or enter the fields of the fatherless, for their Redeemer is strong. He will plead their cause against you. Apply your heart to instruction and your ear to words of knowledge. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with a rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart too will be glad. My inmost being will exalt when your lips speak what is right. Let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the fear of the Lord all the day. Surely there is a future, and your hope will not be cut off. Hear, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way. Be not among drunkards, or among the gluttonous eaters of meat. For the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty, and slumber will clothe them with rags. Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy truth, and do not sell it. By wisdom, instruction, and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. My son, give me your heart, and let your eyes observe my ways. For a prostitute is a deep pit, an adulteress a narrow well. She lies in wait like a robber, and increases the traitors among mankind. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has strife? Who has complaining? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who tarry long over wine, those who try mixed wine. Do not look at wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, and goes down smoothly. In the end it bites like a serpent, and stings like an adder. Your eyes will see strange things, and your heart will utter perverse things. You will be like the one who lies down in the midst of the sea, the one who lies on top of a mast. They struck me, you will say, but I was not hurt. They beat me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake? I must have another drink. Proverbs 24 Be not envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them, for their hearts devise violence, and their lips talk of trouble. By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is full of strength, and a man of knowledge enhances his might. For by his wise guidance you can wage your war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. Wisdom is too high for a fool. In the gate he does not open his mouth. Whoever plans to do evil will be called a schemer. The devising of folly is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to mankind. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, Behold, we did not know this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? My son, eat honey, for it is good, and the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is such to your soul, 
If you find it, there will be a future, and your hope will not be cut off. Lie not and wait as a wicked man against the dwelling of the righteous. Do no violence to his home. For the righteous falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and let not your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it and be displeased and turn away his anger from him. Fret not yourself because of evildoers, and be not envious of the wicked, for the evil man has no future. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. My son, fear the Lord and the king, and do not join with those who do otherwise, for disaster will arise suddenly from them, and who knows the ruin that will come from both of them. These also are sayings of the wise. Partiality in judging is not good. Whoever says to the wicked, you are in the right, will be cursed by peoples, abhorred by nations, but those who rebuke the wicked will have delight and a good blessing will come upon them. Whoever gives an honest answer kisses the lips. Prepare your work outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field, and after that build your house. Be not a witness against your neighbor without cause, and do not deceive with your lips. Do not say, I will do to him as he has done to me. I will pay the man back for what he has done. I pass by the field of a sluggard, by the vineyard of a man lacking sense. And behold, it was all overgrown with thorns. The ground was covered with nettles, and its stone wall was broken down. Then I saw and considered it. I looked and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.